Welcome to episode 43 of Monday State of Mind. My name is Michael Arnold, and I am the Director of Alumni and Recovery Support Services for the Harmony Foundation. All right, if you have been listening to these last couple episodes, we have been deep into what I like to think is just such an amazing topic of freedom which in my opinion is boundaries, right? We've had some really great guests talk about boundaries. I introed the topic of boundaries and now we are going to close out this month with an amazing guest to wrap up boundaries. Uh, So I'm super excited about today, but before we get into this last episode on boundaries, I wanna go ahead and let you know to Listen to episode one if this is your first episode tuning into Monday State of Mind so that you can get to know me, your host, Michael, a little bit better and also to understand the why behind Monday State of Mind. So you guys, let me just prime this guest that I have with me today. I met this incredible woman in person. I mean, shocking, right? Some of my guests I haven't even met yet in person. But I met this beautiful soul in person in Malibu, baby. And when I met her at a conference, it was a work conference, and we did some breakout groups and the way she talked about recovery and different topics, this woman is captivating. And what I love about this woman too, that you guys will see is that she really just speaks her truth. She says it how it is. And sometimes it's uncomfortable, right? Sometimes we don't like it, but it, it's necessary, but she does it in a way that's, that's easy to receive is what I'd like to say. So before we get started, like I said, I never introduce my guests. I like them to introduce themselves. So who is this beautiful soul that I have on my podcast today, whom we just so, you know, divinely connected in Malibu? Yes. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for that introduction. And I just got all the warm, fuzzy feelings of remembrance of what it was like to go to live events and bond and connect with people. And so I just want to just like, like melt into that feeling for a moment because it feels so good. And I kind of forgot what it felt like. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's right. We were in little breakout rooms and we were all collaborating and touching each other and high-fiving and giving each other hugs. And I haven't felt that feeling in a long time. So I just want to presence it, Michael, with like, thank you for bringing that feeling into my body before we start sharing about boundaries. Because one of the things that I think is so important about boundaries is that we want to feel that feeling in our bodies. The reason that we create boundaries is so that we can feel safer within ourselves. And my name is Amy Guerrero, (laughs) and I am a recovery life coach. I'm uh, trauma-informed, so I see everything through the lens of, ah, you're the whole organism. You've had a whole life. You've had all of these things happen to you. And how can I meet you exactly where you are? 
with all of those things. And so I, I bring a lot of compassion to the recovery spaces. I bring a lot of compassion to the human experience. And I definitely, as a woman who chooses a conscious sober lifestyle and who's been through a lot and had a lot of trauma and then traumatized myself quite a bit when I was out there um, trying to cope with my feelings with things outside of myself. So I'm passionate about what I do on so many levels and I practice everything I teach. There's nothing that I say that I don't practice moment to moment in my life, which is something that's really important to the integrity in which I meet the world in. And that's another thing of what I separate from like, I am a conscious sober woman because when I mess it up, I'm going to fucking clean it up. Oh, and I use direct language. So I hope that's okay. I'm going to clean it up because it's so important. And that was something that was lacking in my childhood because of a lack of boundaries. Everyone was all over each other, all enmeshed, really didn't know where you were in relation to everyone else. And when I really came into that consciousness and that awareness and how I was going to live a happy, healthy, productive, amazing, like purpose-filled, sober life, I was like, I'm going to have to do things totally different than I learned in my childhood. And that took a lot of rewiring and what I call regrooving. And that's the process that I take people through in the coaching that I teach. It's like, how do we regroove your nervous system and your mind body connection? And so much of that has to do with setting boundaries. So thank you so much for thinking of me. And I love that we get to close the month with this beautiful topic and that you have themed months. That's so organized. And that feels so good to the nervous system. <laughs> right? so, good work, Michael. Good work. <laughs> I'm like type A over here. OCD. Okay. <laughs> Creating a lot of safety from a trauma-informed perspective. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, Amy. Well, you already started to touch on it, right? And so again, I want to just hear from you even before you you had established boundaries in your life what did life look like without them or what did you used to think about them before you actually knew what they were like give a little backstory absolutely oh goodness so I grew up in um, a Mexican I'm Mexican and my family culturally just doesn't have a lot of boundaries um, you know, we all kind of, the family is in and out of each other's lives all the time, which is beautiful. It's such a beautiful part of the culture. When I went to other friends' houses and I noticed that like people separated more and that they had more agency over how they lived their lives. I was like, oh, this is different. So I didn't really understand what a healthy, strong boundary was at all. My mom split when I was about a month or so old. So I had abandonment stuff. And so my pattern, my nervous system was very, what we call an anxious pattern. I was afraid people were going to leave me all the time. I had this feeling like, please don't leave me. Please don't leave me. Please don't leave me, which really even blurred my boundaries more because I, I thought that when people left, they weren't going to come back like my mom. And so when I was in a relationship with someone, I just wanted to like, like be attached to them in that way but that wasn't healthy either. So I just didn't really have a good idea of what a healthy boundary was. When I thought of boundaries, I thought of rigidity. I thought of you're gone forever. You're never coming back. If you say no to me, that means that you don't like me, that I'm too much to handle, that I'm not good enough. And so everything that I associated with a boundary, I associated with there's something wrong with me. I am bad. I am wrong. I've done something wrong. And then I would do the opposite of a boundary. I'd come closer and try to beg them 
to be closer to me or to forgive me or blah, 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 whatever it was. And now I can see clearly that it was my anxious pattern. It was, you know, part of my original incident, my trauma, all of those things. But it took me some time to really understand boundaries. And I even remember like in college when you're living on your own for the first time, and a lot of us grew up in the same neighborhood and we all went to school at UT Austin and we were all just in and out of each other's lives, repeating that same pattern as 18, 19, 20 year olds and just didn't have that clear idea that it was like, okay, to shut the door. And it didn't mean like, I'm mad at you or you can't come in here or never come in here again. It just meant like, Hey, I need some space and I'm going to be here when I open the door again. <laughs> I love the idea of space, right? Because sometimes it's not about, like you said, it's not about closing people off. And one of my guests, Brody Kern, who was on, he talked about like space, you know, and I love that you said it too, because sometimes people take offense to it. But I think that boundaries provide that opportunity for us to, to grow in a relationship or to grow away, depending on how it's going to be self-serving or like benefit us, shall I say. And so since you've started to implement boundaries in your life, Amy, what has that done for you just overall? And I always like to bring it back to your state of mind. Like, what has it done for you? Oh, gosh. Yeah, that's such a good question. Thank you so much. And I remember when I started to really understand what a healthy, strong boundary is. And um, I started somatic experiencing and practicing yoga at a really young age before it was kind of that popular thing to do in about 1999. And it was interesting because from the process of being on the yoga mat and learning more about my body, I started to understand where I started and where I ended. And then literally like being on the mat and having that boundary of feeling safe to be on in a hot room on this yoga mat, moving my body around and coming in contact with my body. And that's what helped my state of mind start to shift to being more courageous, being like, this is my body this is mine. Like I live in here. And what it did for me, because one of my main coping mechanisms was to dissociate. So it brought me home into the vessel that I live in, which then helped me feel safe to start setting boundaries with people. So it started to change absolutely everything in my life, my relationships, my relationship with money, how I invested my time, uh, how I felt in my mind about saying no and yes, and just that being a complete sentence, like not over explaining. Um, it helped my career in massive ways. I started a business in that time period. I mean, it was just so helpful. I was managing apartment communities at that time. And so I had to manage hundreds of people that lived at this place on campus. And I was a kid myself. So that helped me set boundaries with them. There was, it was an international, a lot of international students lived there. It helped me talk to them. And, uh, and understand that they had different cultural boundaries, which were very different, right? People from India, when they said yes, they said they made their face or their head nodded no. And I was like, oh, wait, like this, you're trying to say yes to me, but you're nodding no. And that was another boundary that I learned. So all of these subtle things that we do with our body, I started to really tune into. And guess what that did? It helped me have less energy, less anxiety, which changes your state of mind so beautifully. Oh, I love that you brought that up, like less anxiety. And the other thing I love that you said that no is a complete sentence, but it's interesting because so many people feel they're going to offend people by just saying no. And people that are receiving that no 
they take offense. And I think it's great. Like I used to think that, no, I, I couldn't say it, but now I love saying it. And then people just like give you the look like, uh, and what else? It's like, no, no is an answer. And so even with your clients, um, Amy, like how do you empower people to just be okay with saying no? Yeah, that is a beautiful question. And, and I want to give this trauma-informed perspective on that, right? Because it's so important. People feel bad because they can't set boundaries. And that's, that starts more guilt and more shame and more disconnection from self. And so the first thing that I want to tell you out there, listeners, and for all of us, like I, I'll still struggle with the people that are closest to me. You know, I'm just like, oh God, I just want to say yes to you all the time because I love you. But that's not healthy. Right. And I, and I feel okay with that. I'm not going to be perfect at it. I don't expect anyone to be perfect at it. But when we're starting to learn that no is a complete sentence, imagine, and this is for everyone, like literally imagine that you're a little kid, imagine the little inner child within you and have a lot of compassion for that little child within you, because probably that little child within you didn't get their needs met. And when they said no, it might've been with a hand across the face. It might've been by locking you in your room. It might've been by listening to your parents argue. It might've been from this very place of, you didn't feel safe to say no or to push back. And so when you're starting to say no, I really invite people with support, this is an important thing to mention, to imagine that little person inside you and holding that person and telling them that you've got them and that you're saying yes to them by saying no to someone else and that it's normal to feel scared and it's normal to shake a little bit and it's normal to maybe cry or feel like you're going to throw up and that's the natural part of growing and stretching your nervous system because if you haven't done it or it was unsafe to say no until now it's going to be really hard at first and, you know, I sometimes will even for the people that are super close to me, when I'm setting boundaries, I'll have a Google Doc open on my screen and I'll tell them, like, I need to read from this Google Doc while I set a boundary, because when I look at you in the eyes, my old patterns are going to come up. My old behaviors are going to come up and you make my heart melt. And so I'm going to read from this because I love you so much. And I'll send you the document afterwards, even if you want to read it so that you really understand it. But it has nothing to do with you. It's that like, I love you so much. And this is so important to me. And I got to like, take care of my little girl. And when I look at you, I'm just like, yes, I'll do anything you want me to do. So I got to read from this doc. And it's so helpful. And sometimes my clients will send me the docs that they're going to read to their people first, and I'll help them really formulate sentences that are clear and concise and compassionate and setting the boundary. And it's not all the emotional baggage and all the, the, and, you know, explaining why you're setting the boundary. It's like, no. I like got the chills or almost kind of got teary just thinking about what you just said, because it is about like, you love them so much that you're going to set this boundary and the, the fact that you have to look away because you know, you're going to get triggered. Like, oh, guys, like that is, oh, that is juicy, Amy. That is juicy. <laughs> and it like, and it hit me. And I can already think of some people that I'm like, you know, like I need to do that because I'm good with not family members. I'm good at being like, I don't think so. 
But then other people, I'm like family or close friends. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, of course. And I'm like, why the why the fudge buckets? Did I say yes? I get it. Yeah, that's powerful, Amy. Like that is oh, ladies and gents, like that is like take that into consideration when you're trying to do boundaries. And I love that you brought it up. I love how you explained it. Just really like like in a science manner, like it's rewiring your nervous system, you know and and it's good. A lot of times, like people don't know that, like why they can't say no. And the fact that you brought up the childhood, it's like, ah. Oh. And then again, I just want to bring a lot of compassion because I mean, I've been practicing this stuff for a really long time and I still have notes. <laughs> it's okay. Right. Like notes are good. And I love what you shared that sometimes it is easier after, um, we kind of like really settle into, you know, this new version of ourselves, the easiest people to say no to is our family. But then we have this kind of new family from our new perspectives, from our new integration that we've developed those same patterns and those same habits with unconsciously. And we're like, oh, wait, I want to take that back too. And again, it doesn't mean that I don't love you. You know, one of my best friends and I, had a had a rupture I refer to it as where we we accidentally stepped over each other's boundaries and we didn't communicate well about it and we had to take some time off from talking to each other all together and that was a boundary and it was so beautiful because we were we're both very trauma-informed you know conscious women both sober and it was like she communicated she needed a break I communicated I'm not going anywhere and I get it And then we took like a six month break of just really only touching base every six weeks or so. And it was this beautiful boundary. And anytime I touched base, I was like, I'm still here. I love you. Right. And we're working through all of the stuff that happened. And then when we reconnected, it was just, it was our relationship is so much stronger because of it. And it all was because we love each other so much that we had to set a boundary. We had to process our own stuff that was outside of even what happened, grow as people to come back together even stronger. And now our friendship is like untouchable. And I love, we've, I love sharing that because while we were separated, it was hard, especially for my anxious pattern. Cause I was just like, oh my gosh, she's never coming back. She's never coming back. And instead of waiting for her to tell me something, I set the boundary of saying, I'm still here. I'm not going anywhere. So I like healed something within me that my birth mom can, has not healed to this day, but even going through that exercise, I healed original childhood trauma by setting a boundary within myself going, I'm not going to believe the story that my head wants to tell me that she's never coming back. Cause that's an old story and it's not real anymore. So there, I mean, the, the power of boundaries, I just, whew, I can go on forever. <laughs> right. No, I was like, oh, I was like, let's just keep going. No, it's, it, but it's so, it's so true. And again, I think what's so interesting is, you know, when people set boundaries, cause they're so afraid of losing someone or like losing something. Right. But when, in fact, when we don't set boundaries, we're losing a part of ourselves. And I felt that, you know, and I would love it if you could speak to the fact that sometimes people don't set boundaries because they always want to have that attention or they think they need all the, these things. When, if we don't give ourselves room to breathe, we'll never really know what we want or who we want or what we want to do because we're so entrenched in this people pleasing. And I would love for you to speak on that because I was like, oh, this is good. 
Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. And it's something to be honored. It, the the power of of resting, the power of slowing down, the power of experiencing more pleasure in our lives is about setting boundaries. And you know, I I think so often we we stop doing something, we stop some behavior. And instead of giving it space and setting boundaries with it, then we'll start another behavior going full force into it, right? So then it's like work, 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 never have a day off, never do this, da, da, da. Oh my gosh, I have to do all these things. The house always has to be clean, da, 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 da. And it's just like, you're not giving yourself the opportunity, um, like your other guest said, and like I'm saying, to have space to really feel into who you are. And so again, I'm going to bring the trauma-informed perspective in here again, it might be really scary to sit with yourself, to not get really busy doing work or eating sugar or replacing one behavior with another and setting a boundary with yourself of saying like, that's enough, right? I'm enough and that's enough. And then with support saying, it's really hard for me to be still like meditation is not my jam. Cause I had so much, um, trauma that was people touching me without my consent. So when I'm still for too long, I don't feel safe. So my practice of setting boundaries is on the yoga mat. Like I can get very mindful. I can really bring it all in, but I still feel safe because I'm able to move. And I know where I know my boundaries because it's that mat, right? And it feels really safe to me. And so often if you don't feel safe to create space for yourself, it's about asking for the support to start to like get to know yourself and, you know, internal boundaries are teaching people how to treat you. Yes. Sorry. Yeah, totally. But when you learn how you want to be treated, then you get to share with people how to treat you. And especially when it comes to intimacy and sexual relationships and, you know, just even swiping left, if you're dating out there, it's like, if you don't know inside you, where your boundaries are with yourself when enough is enough when you want to maybe indulge in some pleasure because it's okay to do that too but you can do it in these healthy ways when you start dating or when you start getting out there or if you're currently in a relationship you're probably not telling your partner what it is that's okay with you and what it is that isn't okay with you and two things that i like to remind people of is like i reserve the right to change my mind at any time So I can be in the middle of making out or having sex and I can just be like, you know what? No, this is enough. I I don't feel like it anymore. I'm not connecting. I need a break and that's okay. And so often we push those boundaries as well. And it's such an important topic that we just don't talk about enough. Like we we reserve the right to empower ourselves in that way, but it starts with knowing what your boundaries are and what feels safe to you and, and feeling safe in your own space, which is your body guys, like she's just dropping some serious gold and it's just like, and it's hitting me. And so Amy, I just want to like one last thing to be able to just wrap up talking about our boundaries. If there was like one thing that you could say to somebody that is like dying to, to start making boundaries or, and has no idea how, and they're listening and they're like, I want what Amy had. I want to be able to get there. Like what would be just something that you could just offer them just a place to just even start? Beautiful question. I love that. The first thing that came to me is to know why you want it. Why do you want the boundary? All right. So 
when I know why I can get to how, because nothing's going to stop me because I know that it means so much to me. Right. So if I'm setting a boundary with my, my girlfriend that, you know, we had that rupture, it was like, I want this relationship to come back stronger. So I'm going to respect it and I'm going to hold it because I knew why she's so important to me. Right. And nothing was going to stop me from doing that. So often people hear that they're supposed to set boundaries and doing something because you're supposed to doesn't work. But when you tap back into why and what freedom you want to feel, like we started off with, what new emotion you want to feel, what joy, what pleasure, what love, what just fun, you know, just, woo, yeah. When you tap into that deeply, then it's so much easier to set the boundary and then tell someone why you're doing it to ask for that accountability and that marrying back to you. It's so important because left to our own devices, our nervous system will take the path of least resistance, which is to not make the boundary, not set the boundary, not hold the boundary and holding the boundaries, everything you can set a hundred boundaries, but if you don't hold it, then it's no good. So know why you're doing it, ask for support and then hold it especially when it feels hard, hold the boundary because that's, there's nothing safer than being able to push up against something. And even if your friend, your lover, your significant other, your parents hate it at first, they'll appreciate it in the long run because it's helping to heal and soothe their inner child as well. Yes. Cause I love that. Like us setting boundaries, like I said, in the beginning, it's not just about helping us. It's helping that, that other person. Oh, tremendously. Oh, you guys, like this is Amy. Like, this is why Amy is here on this podcast. And I really hope that all of you listening are getting some really good words of wisdom from Amy and just giving yourself permission, right? Like it, it starts with just giving ourselves permission to, to be able to, to set those boundaries. Yeah. And not, and really like being mindful. I love that you mentioned that, Michael, because being mindful that you're not asking for permission to set the boundary, (laughs) you know, like so many people are like, well, let me ask them if it's okay. And I'm like, no, 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 that's not how it works. Like, is it okay with you? Like, does it feel good to you? And finding what feels good, moving towards what feels good is like a life well lived. Oh, Amy, thank you so, so much for your time and your knowledge and the way you just so just effortlessly speak these words, like it, it just like pours out of you. It's so, it's just flow. Amy, for all of our uh, listeners, how can they get a hold of you or follow you guys? I follow this woman on Instagram and she lights me up. But yes, how can they get a hold of you, Amy? Thank you. Yeah. So everything, every way to get a hold of me is Thrive, T H R I V E, Thrive in Recovery with Amy. It's exactly what it is. Like, come on over and thrive in whatever recovery you're in with Amy. Thrive in Recovery with Amy on Instagram, on Facebook, my website, all of the things are Thrive in Recovery with Amy. And right now I am enrolling for Sober Relationship School, which we talk so much about boundaries and the nervous system and your attachment system. It's a great way to start to basically meet a bunch of just a group full of people that are amazing, that want freedom for their lives and that are really committed to setting and holding their boundaries and doing it in a safe, connected environment. 
awesome. Amy, you're just a gem. And I am so grateful and thankful for your time today. Thank you so much. There you have it, guys. Just dropping some more, dropping some more heat, some more ways to be able to elevate your state of mind and especially being able to do it like Amy said, through setting some really great boundaries. I want to go ahead and end this episode by reminding you that if you or someone you know is struggling with addiction, please call the Harmony Foundation at 866-686-7867. Recovery is a journey and Harmony gives you the map. All right, you guys, I'll see you in March. 